Welcome. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Berry, along with our very faithful and amazing spiritual leader, Father Richard Heilman. And we have with us tonight an incredible guest, Mr. Can I Get Canceled from More Places, Patrick Coffin. <laughs> Before we get started with Patrick, let's start with a prayer. Father, I turn this over to you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Again, before we get started, I want to thank everybody out there who supports U.S. Grace Force Podcast. You are amazing, and I cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate that, especially those out there through the patron program. Please click the link, take a look, pray about it. We appreciate it. Especially after this particular episode, this may really do it for us, but we're excited <laughs> about it and it's necessary. We need to get this information out. Patrick's got some amazing stuff to bring to us. Also, don't forget to go out to the US Grace Force official gear page, load up on one of our most incredible I Got Gracie t-shirts <laughs> or I Kneel for God Alone and any of the other multitude of items that we have that also help support this work. We're living in a very interesting time, and we've got an amazing guest, good friend, and, you know, Patrick, you and I have known each other a long time, different conferences now and then, talk, different interviews, what have you. You've been yep. around the block. Your hair's a little grayer now than it was, <laughs> which is understandable. That's, Mine, that's the way it's good. That's that's where we're going, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah he he set the precedent, I think, yeah, right I remember there. <laughs> the last men's conference you and I spoke at, and I made a comment, and I thought it was a complimentary comment. You were in the back of the room. I was on the stage. We had no five, six, eight hundred guys, whatever was there. And I said something. I thought it was very flattering to you in a, in a good Christian charitable brotherhood way. Oh, and then, no. Father, you should have been there. Patrick gets oh, on stage. No. And I'm in the back. And I can't even remember what he said. I just remember people laughing and turning around and looking at me. And it just didn't feel quite as, I don't know, brotherly. <laughs> remember that moment? Did I, did I call you Bruce Willis's dad? <laughs> that, I, I had a, a number of tools I could have used, um, but yeah, yeah. That's the precedent, Doug. You you opened the can of worms. He's almost ten years older than me. Come on. Right. <laughs> anyway, you're proving too much. Now, yeah, good well. good to be with you. Yeah, I'm happy to link arms with uh, U.S. Grace Force. You guys are doing. Uh, you are the outstanding balance between lay ba baptized Catholic leadership and uh, holy orders. We need each other now. We know. You know. We need. Mm -hmm. We need we the do. cars have to go into the marketplace, but we also need that uh, that gas uh, provider, which is the priesthood of Jesus Christ. So uh, honestly, we can joke back and forth, but there's a lot at stake, and um, you guys are firing in all the right pistons. So uh, I bless man. God for what you're doing. Well, thanks, Patrick. That's awfully nice. You know, we love, I, I was thrilled when I, especially when I heard what's going on, which is one of the main reasons I contacted you and said, Hey, we got to get you on father. I called father. Yes. I messaged him. What do you think father? He said, I love it. Let's yeah. do it. And you were, you were kind enough. And then I gave you the phone call and, and uh, you didn't mention Bruce Willis on the phone. I don't remember, but maybe you did. <laughs> it's all a blur, but oh, I just know man. that, you know, what you've got coming up. I know we're going to talk about quite a bit, this truth over fear summit. Two. This is the second. This is the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Much oh. broader, much bigger, broader scope from the one that we did last weekend of uh, October 2020. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know what? I mean, let's get right to it because we need to let everybody know. A lot of people know you. You've been kicked off of YouTube permanently, yeah. right? You're permanent ban. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think you said to me, you did what after you got kicked off? 
Uh, I can hereby confess to uh, to you and to my brothers and sisters that I, I did the Snoopy dance. I thought, I, I've arrived. I matter. Nice. Uh, a big tech platform uh, gave me the Golden Boot Award. Yeah. Um, YouTube, poor YouTube. YouTube's going the way of MySpace. Uh, they astroturf. They have paid YouTubers. It's really a dying platform. So uh, it's it's kind of sad. I'm a little bit irked that they have so many of my files in violation of their own uh, terms of service. But um, somehow our Lord and Savior managed to spread the gospel through the church, you know, for 1900, almost 2000 years without the internet, without Google, uh, Jack Dorsey and, um, and YouTube. So we're going to be fine. Yeah. There are new things popping up. I, I, I just did the Frankathon with Mike Lindell for Frank speech. I'm on Gab and there's a lot of ways to, to connect electronically and otherwise. So it, it's okay. I think it's a sign of things going right. And it backfired, Doug. When I announced that independent of anything I said on YouTube, um, we launched RestoreTheCulture.com, which is the registration page. You can find out all the speakers and what it's about and when it's, when it's going to happen. And um, within the first 24 hours, we had 1,000 attendees. We're, we're projecting yeah. over 20,000 people. It could be even much bigger than that. Um, I'm very excited about it. Uh, this is not... Uh, specifically Catholic. It's not specifically political. We have people from all across the spectrum, from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. all the way to Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, the former papal nuncio, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, uh, a young uh, Melkite Rite ethicist, Father Michael Copenhagen, is going to talk about uh, the morality of vaccines and what, what remote versus proximate cooperation and evil means. Um, uh, Rosa, here, I'm very excited about um, Vera Sharav. Uh, Vera Sharav is a 90-year-old Nazi camp survivor. Wow. She's sharp as a whip and she has a really powerful message, which is basically, if I can boil it down, what's happening now with the worldwide um, lockdown, the mask army and, and the most rushed vaccine in history is worse than what she went through in the late thirties as a young girl. Wow. It's global and it's, it's the same kind of cabal, obviously not the same individuals, but it's the same, it's the same oligarchs. That's just my nickname for them. The oligarchs. Yeah. This is not about COVID anymore. Uh, the, anything that involves uh, a vaccine passport is not about the disease. It's about your data and having the ability to track you. That's what people have to understand. Well, and and real, I always, and real quick, before you go any further, just so people understand, when you, you broke and announced that you were putting on this particular summit to deal with these issues, mm -hmm. how long did it take? Because you didn't even announce this, if I understand right, you told me you didn't even announce this on, on YouTube. No, I didn't. Just, I stayed away from YouTube for a month because I wanted okay. to uh, obey their terms of service. You have right. a you know 90-day window, three strikes, you're out. I understand. I signed on to that. If, okay. I, if I violated, then shame on me for doing so. Sure. Um, uh, but having not touched YouTube for about a month, just the launch of RestoreTheCulture.com was a trick. Within 60 minutes, uh, we got the email. For, within for, a, mm -hmm, within five, an hour? Yeah, 5 wow. a.m. Pacific time. And, 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 and people just understand to the audience out there, you didn't announce it through YouTube, and yet within an hour, they got a hold of you and said, you're gone. Correct. Once you start touching the wrong third rail, once you stand up against the official narrative that is sold so aggressively 24-7, you become what I call a person of interest. And I'm happy. It's a badge of honor. Um, I, I, I think there's a lo an awful lot at stake about us. Our kids are watching how we, how we react to this. I'm not anti-vax. I am pro-informed consent. And people have, I always say, don't believe Patrick Coffin. 
you have to do your own homework and come to your own conclusions. And we've gathered over 40 speakers from multiple countries. Most of them are MDs, uh, uh, a couple of attorneys. I don't know if you followed the story of Pastor James Coates up in uh, Alberta. You heard the story? No, haven't. Is he the guy that uh, shouted him out of the church? No, that was Pastor Art Pavlowski. He's, oh, a, right. he's another Protestant guy in, uh, in Calgary, another Canadian city in Alberta. Uh, Pastor James Coates uh, runs Grace Life Community Church outside Edmonton, and he decided through the reading that he did and the prayers that he prayed to not obey the provincial uh, lockdown minimums for Christians inside churches. And he also didn't impose the mask. And for his troubles, he was arrested, put in jail. I, I want to say it was Ash Wednesday. 35 days in jail, this husband, father, Christian minister, put into a maximum security remand with the worst kinds of criminals. And he was finally released, and the RCMP showed up and put a double fence around his church. No, no papers, no authorization. And so his attorney, a wonderful lawyer named John Carpe, is going to tell that story uh, before and during. Because it's, it's coming to you. No one's immune to this kind of police state stuff. Uh, if I'd asked either of you men a month and a, uh, say a year and a half ago, rather, mm -hmm. can you imagine what 2020 and 2021 are going to be like? You'd say, of course, yeah, I'm the Easter Bunny. And uh, we've gone from two weeks to flatten the curve to one point something trillion dollars in stimulus packages. And as I say, the oligarchs are going to keep squeezing this lemon until yeah. we, the people, say we're not going to participate. So yeah. just it's just say no. Yeah, Fauci was, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, where he's saying, yeah, even if you get the vaccine, you're going to have to mask and, you know, yep. because yeah. you never know, you might, you know, you might catch it still and pass it on. And sure. And so basically saying you're going to wear masks for the rest of your life, you know? Yes. Some, some are saying that. Fauci, I believe it's at one point last summer said that, uh, that we, we can't be shaking hands anymore. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, it's just, again, it's, it's an overplaying of the card. Let me, let me use a, a thought experiment that I don't want to offend pious ears. So I, I came back to the church through the Holy Spirit, Bishop Sheen, and Humana Vitae. Those were my, that was my hat trick. Very nice. Return to the church. So I, my first book is on, on Humana Vitae. It's called uh, The Contraception Deception. So I'm totally opposed to birth control. I think it's a I know that mortal book. sin. It's, it's destructive and, and all that. So I'm, I'm not advocating it. However... It's a really good thing to think about as far as how illogical the mask versus, or I should say the mask plus the vaccine goes. If you were told that if you took this pill, it was going to be an effective contraceptive, but you still had, you could get pregnant anyway, so you have to wear a condom and even that might work. Are you interested in taking the pill? Hmm. No, right? right? Right. So this is where we're at in reverse. Right. And, and it's a class one carcinogen and no one seems to care or report, want to report on that. Yeah. The, you mean the, the birth control pill? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the beginning of a long list Yeah. of there, but, um, uh, well, and along the, yeah. the, the, I mean, the whole point, Patrick, about like, you're talking about, you go back a year and a half and say, you know, we wouldn't imagine, you know, that we're where we are now. I find it amazing that with as much as we've seen, I say, goalposts be moved, torn down, replaced torn down again, moved, reshaped, as all this has happened. Yeah. The constant lies, the exposed lies from Fauci and many of the others out there, the constant twisting, and now saying that now it's not just, you know, two shots, now maybe a third. Oh, now it's going to be yearly. And now they're working on the flu and the COVID shot together. Um, all of this 
constant vaccination passports, all these sorts of things. I mean, even mm -hmm. Notre Dame, you know, and other colleges yeah. are, I just go back from DC recently, gave several talks out there and it's like a different world. I'm in Texas and Texas is a lot different than what's going on in some of these Democrat run states. Mm -hmm. But with all of this, you can still look at people and say, okay, this could probably, most probably is going to, without a doubt, get worse. And they look at you and say, no, what, what, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. This eventually we're going to get back to normal. What do you say to people who say they just constantly believe that if we just keep following what, what, you know, Fauci and many of these others are saying, we'll just get back to normal, even though the vaccine, which was supposed to protect us. Now they're finding story after story of people who were getting COVID even after being fully vaccinated. And, and all of this is breaking down before us. And still there are yeah. people who think they're living in the normalcy bias mindset. What do you say to that? Uh, some people are so wedded to the propaganda, they bought into it so powerfully. They're almost like uh, a different version of the Stockholm Syndrome, where they begin to sympathize with the goals of their oppressors. Um, they're probably lost. You, there's, I'm sure you've all had the experience, maybe your listeners as well, and viewers of, of telling someone 20 different reasons why this experimental gene therapy um, is being foisted on the public without FDA authorization. So you you are the guinea pig, right? right? And you can you can go through the the um, the, the fact that the VAERS -E system is swamped. You can talk about how Hank Aaron, my friend Judith Reisman, um, uh, Marvin Hagler, maybe even Larry King. These are high profile people who took that jab or that second jab, and within a week they're suddenly otherwise in good health. They're dead from a cardiac issue. And all the fact, check, the fact checkers arrive and they, they, you know, they spray the nonsense spray on it. Of course, there's no connection whatsoever. Sure. Um, people are noticing this, uh, but if you're not noticing it, you're really bought in. I'm sure, have you ever had the experience of at a red light as a fully grown man in the next car with the window up and the mask on? Alone? Yeah, I know. Always. Yeah. So, um, but, the, but, but we're made to hear the truth and to see it. The truth has a, a simple ring to it. It's not called the complicated muffle of truth. It's called the ring of truth. And as soon as you realize that COVID-19 is largely not lethal, unless you're 70 plus with underlying comorbidities, just like in a bad flu season, it's, pre it's uh, preventable and treatable. And uh, so, uh, uh, treatment like ivermectin with hydroxychloroquine and zinc, all the things that Dr. Zeb Zelenko and Dr. Peter McCullough and uh, Dr. Lee Vallade, all the uh, frontline doctors with, with hundreds of patients who do exceptionally well on all these early treatments. Uh, that's a threat to, the, to big pharma because we're talking hundreds of billions with a B in profit that will not roll into their coffers if people find safe alternative um, means of keeping themselves healthy and strengthening their immune system. And two, of the life, five, two of the five or six times I was kicked off Facebook, the, I think it was the second one was uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, uh, and that, and that was actually from a Newsweek article that's still up on Facebook, yeah. uh, where they were reporting about it. And then uh, the one that put me in th for thirty days was uh, sharing that they've had good uh, uh, success with ivermectin. And correct, that mm -hmm. that got me off for thirty days. Well, that's so what's really going on here? I mean, these are effective mm -hmm. treatments, yet if you talk about them, you get canceled. What's yeah. what, what's going on? This is, these are the first medicines to be politicized. If the pill is the first pill to get the designation, the pill, capital P, like nothing else, this is the first 
medical treatment that has been turned into a political hot potato because Orange Man Bad mentioned that he was taking hydroxychloroquine. Right. right? Dr. Right. Zeb Zelenko is the as the the designer of the, the Zelenko protocol. It was his letter to President Trump that got this whole thing launched. Um, hydroxychloroquine has been around for 65 years. It's extremely right. safe. It's used in every country, pregnant women, um, old people, young people, a magnificent track record in, in stopping COVID in its tracks, along with ivermectin. One of our presenters is an MD named Dr. Pierre Corey, K-O-R-Y. He's given uh, testimony before a Senate Health Committee, and he's writing a white paper against Dr. Tedros and the World Health Organization in favor of releasing the truth about how effective ivermectin is in stopping COVID-19 in its tracks. Wow. Patrick, again, what is the, the website people need to go to to sign up for this? Right. This it's free to register. It yep. It's uh, the last weekend of this month. So uh, Friday, April 30th, Saturday, May 1st, and we had to add another day. So it's Sunday, May 2nd. Nice. We have a couple of Spanish uh, presenters from, from Mexico and Spain. Um, Vera Sharab is probably going to be the last presenter. She's our uh, amazing uh, Nancy, Nazi camp survivor who's got this uh, incredible message. Restorethecultureco is the way to, to connect. It's free to register. You can watch all the talks for free if you want to get a, a premium pass, which I hope you do because it helps us um, set up for the next one and recoup our losses, especially in, with the loss of uh, my 70,000 or so um, YouTube subscribers. Um, but we recommend that folks get the premium pass so they can participate in the live Q&As have access to the closed Facebook group, as long as we're still allowed on Facebook. Um, well, we'll see. But it's restorethecultureco Yeah, I'm glad you made a good point there, and I, I want to bring this up, you know, that uh, this is a call out to other Catholics out there. Anybody, I don't care what your denomination or who you are, if you watch shows like U.S. Grace Force or, you know, my YouTube channel or Patrick Coffin's work or anybody out there who's trying to hammer this, get this truth out to people. We are taking shots. I took a major shot a while back. I, I, I've talked a couple times about it. And, you know, part of you kind of doesn't want to talk about it because you don't want to make it sound like, you know, woe is me. But that I'm, tell, I'm talking about it because I want people to realize how, how real this is. I was looked at, and I won't talk about the details. Father knows all about this. But I was looked at by someone, and Patrick, maybe I'll tell you sometime off camera here who it was. But I was looked at point blank by someone in the church and said to me, you're being too political. You got to stop talking about this stuff on your Facebook page and your personal videos and so forth, you know, or else. Long story short, major, major financial hit. Massive. When they told mm -hmm. me, shut up or else, I basically looked at them. I thought about it for about two seconds, which is as much time as it took for me to not say what I wanted to say. So it wouldn't be looked at in a uncharitable way. And I just said, no way. No way. I said, they're trying to shove socialism down our throats, Marxism. They're trying to enslave people. This is obvious. Yeah. There's no way to remain silent right now. So yeah, the hit was there. So we do rely, and I know you do too, on, you know, Coffin Nation, and, and we rely as a grace force, our patrons mm -hmm. and so forth. I mean, this, and people, I'm saying to people out there, you have to understand that we will keep swinging on the battlefield, getting this information out, putting out programs where we can. Um, but you know what? We really, we really need the prayers and even the financial support from you all out there because it does make a difference. And I, I know, Patrick, you didn't ask yeah. me to say anything about that, but I'm going to say that because you're a brother and I just think you're doing amazing work and you need to have that support so you can keep going because this is going to get worse. They will come after sure. you with this. This is a conference that is specifically about, again, what's the title of this? You say it. I love it. Tr the Truth Over Fear, in the Great Reset, the website or the culture.com. Yeah, and I wanted you to say it because you get the term Great Reset in there. 
That's it, true. It kind of it, it muffled on my end. Can you repeat it again, Patrick? Yeah, yes, I can. Connection. Yes, I can, Father yeah. Hum. Yes, The Great Reset, brought to you by, uh, I was going to say uncle, Santa Claus Schwab, another <laughs> unelected oligarch who has plans for your life, including you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Klaus. Uh, the legal definition of someone who can't own anything is a slave. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I'm going to test you right now, Patrick. Yep. yep. This was the first... Uh, this was the first time I ever got a warning from Facebook. It goes, you get a warning, then you're off for a day, then you're off for three days, then you're off for seven days, then you're off for a month. I'm yep. in the month, I'm in the month realm right now. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the first one was the warning. And uh, who said this? <laughs> it would not be possible to prove with sufficient repetition and a psychological understanding of the people concerned that a square is in fact a circle. They are mere words, and words can be molded until they clothe ideas and disguise. That's Joseph Ooh. Goebbels. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Is that Goebbels? Oh, okay, it good. I, I almost said uh, Richard Which, Dawkins. Yes. <laughs> I was going to whistle the Jeopardy theme music for a moment. Du, 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 du. <laughs> but nice. um, yeah. he was the, uh, wasn't he the head propagandist for, uh, you know. He Hitler? was Hitler, Hitler's PR man, yep. Yeah, so that I put, I just put the quote up. That's all, and yeah. that got me a warning, which led to my one day later and whatever in the rest of history. But it, they, they, it, they, they, yeah, Father Richard, they, these people have severe irony deficit. I know yeah. the fact that <laughs> yeah. you, they can't. Hello, yeah, <laughs> wow. But but yeah. it's almost like okay, wait a minute. Uh, you're, you're divulging what we're actually doing. You yeah. know, you're, you're making we're recreating the 1930s yeah. and you know 40s here. That's true. Yeah, just it, like the the planned realities are. I mean, I with the with this, I'm not joking. See, this is why the Babylon Bee has been proven to be uh, you know prophetic utterances know, right? from Christian parody point of view. Uh, there's actually a, a Twitter feed now called Not the Bee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, there's so many rich ironies about uh, growing up reading George Orwell and, and uh, Aldous Huxley. I used to think as a kid, boy, that's, these guys really have vivid imaginations. <laughs> it would never happen. <laughs> now it's like now now everything's understated, right? Yeah. I want, can I mention something that goes to uh, if, if your audience, and certainly applies to you, if you want to grow the number of people who are following you, and get rid of all the fear to just tell the truth and not look like not look over your shoulder to find out who's following. It's an anecdote I learned from a guy called Perry Marshall. I just want to give a shout out to Perry, perrymarshall.com. You can get this book I'm about to mention for free, pay shipping. It's really a, a fantastic book. It's called 8020 Sales and Marketing. 8020 being a reference to the the uh, Pareto principle where 20% uh, uh, of, of any enterprise represents the other 80%. So in your parish, for instance, here's an application of that principle, Father. Uh, if, you're, if you had all your parish in, in one big fish fry and you looked out and how many hundreds of thousands of families there are, 20% of those people give the equivalent of the rest of the 80%. That's true. And, and it's yeah. fractal within 20. There's, there are super donors, right? You have the super parishioners who, yep. if you were speaking 100 miles away and you, you had a best hits album, they'd buy it, they'd show up. Yep. Um, and it works with our Lord too. Uh, our Lord and Savior didn't call the 120, right? Right. It's the 12. Right. It, and within the 12, everybody didn't go up the mountain. It was Peter, right. James, and John. It's fractal right. again.
It's exactly. only one Pope, only one Peter. So the, the thing I want to mention is what Perry calls racking the shotgun. It's a quick anecdote. Give me, give me 20 seconds. He was being trained as a, as a gambler, driving with his mentor, a guy called John Paul, from Reno to Las Vegas. And one night it was, uh, it was rainy, and they're very good card counters, okay? It's raining, and uh, uh, John Paul had a, a rain jacket on. And unbeknownst to Perry, he also had an unloaded shotgun. So beneath the table, he racks the shotgun with that iconic yeah. sound. And the manager comes over, everything okay, gentlemen? Yeah, we'll have a couple of beers. And then the, uh, the manager leaves and, and John Paul says to Perry, Perry, did you notice the people in, in the tables nearby who cocked their heads and noticed? He goes, yeah, we're not going to play cards with those people. Yeah. And he goes, well, well, why not? Well, because we've disqualified them. Me racking the shotgun made them show me that they're above average and being observant. Mm. So we, that, that's not the kind of person I want to go up against if I'm trying to count cards and, and make money from them. So apply that to what you're doing and what I'm trying to do. Doug, by you saying thanks, no thanks, that's racking the shotgun. You're willing to have the freedom to walk away from financial support knowing you can sleep at night. Your message is not going to be warped by the temptation to have, you know, lollipops and, and uh, financial treats. Right. And when people hear that you're willing to rack the shotgun and have people disqualify you, that's good news. You're never going to convert those people anyway. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Just head for that finish line. So I, I just love that idea from Perry Marshall, racking the shotgun. That's, a, that's incredible. Uh, Doug, T-shirt, rack the shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, nice. Merch that, ideas. That might get the FBI looking at us. Yeah, right. Find right. out we're Trump supporters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible. Um, you've been calling it like oligarchs, and uh, um, we also call them a mob. Mm -hmm. um, I've been calling them a gangsters. Yeah, I mean, I'm look, I keep looking at this thing and, and they're gangsters, you know, the, the classical Chicago mob, you know, where, you know, you'll, you'll uh, comply or will come after you, you know, and yeah. uh, they're not physically killing us yet, but you know, they're, they're, they're taking away uh, like Doug, you know, and, and you on YouTube and things like that, but um, they're take they're, they're taking away, uh, it's like a white martyrdom. They're taking away our our way of making a living. They're they're they try to go after your reputation. Um, uh, how about all the priests right now that are these uh, incredibly passionate, uh, incredibly prophetic? I call them prophetic mm -hmm. because they actually you know you wrecked a shotgun. They 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 know what's going on. You know they, yeah. they they've red pilled. And they're literally, and they're actually talking about these things. They're the ones that are being uh, put out, you know, shelved in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I, I, I've been meaning to ask, as we've been doing this right now, but um, do you have a sense, Patrick, of, they're so united. And it's like, a, like I say, it's like an organized crime syndicate. Um, what is their, what's their end game or what, what's their, what's their great, um, you know, passion? What, I mean, what do they want? What, what do they ultimately want? Yeah. Excellent question. Depends on which part of the, uh, the mob you're talking about, whether it's the COVID cult leaders or the, the, the WEF, uh, financial oligarchs, the, the super high end 1% billionaire bankers, they all want something slightly different, but it comes down to, uh, as maximum level of immense wealth coupled with 
unlimited power. They want power over, over you. Uh, they want power over me. They want to stifle the things that we say. Ultimately, they don't want personal liberties. They want everyone submerged into a collective uh, globalist. And I uh, use the phrase uh, New World Order because George H.W. Bush was really the first one to, to launch that after uh, uh, 1991 and 1992. There was a UN agenda meeting in Rio de Janeiro. It was signed on by 178 countries. This is now coming to roost with COVID-19. It's kind of hard. I don't worry about the things I can't prove or I can't get my arms around, motive and that kind of thing. Uh, that's okay. We don't have to know that. All we have to do is is look at what's happening in front of our eyes. Now, seven feet that way is Klaus Schwab's book, which found its way onto the, the front pages of one of the main organs of the oligarchs. That's Time Magazine. It's called The book is called COVID-19, colon, The Great Reset. So whether you think it was pre-planned which I happen to think the evidence is overwhelming that it was, or it's just a, a crisis they don't want to go to waste. It is being leveraged as a way to erase national boundaries, to keep people by destroying the middle class, to keep people dependent on things like, oh, what's it called? The stimulus checks. Yeah. The more it's tit for tat. You know, Remember the Moonies at the airport? Doug, Doug is, is definitely old enough to remember that. <laughs> just running theme here. Uh, they would give you a flower. Well, that's a really effective way to persuade someone to give them a little donation. Ah, they gave me a flower. What, what kind of dollar or two? That's how they raked in millions. Yeah. So as, as long as we're willing to take these stimulus checks, it becomes the, the relationship of, of, uh, of master to slave. Yeah. So, they you know, dangled $2,000 in the, in the Georgia election, you know? Sure. Yeah. You vote you vote a sin. You're going to get your $2,000 check. Well, you, yeah. know, you mentioned Klaus Schwab, and I know in that book, um, he's, we had Jason Jones on, and he said he'd read through it. So he read through the whole book then? Schwab's I've book. read every page of the book, yeah, before I did a commentary. Yeah, and sure. Does, and does he not say in there that, really in effect, to paraphrase, we have to admit that COVID-19 really isn't that serious, but it's a great way to help prepare people for what's coming or something to that effect, he said. He uh, comes really close to the finish line and doesn't quite um, uh, explicitate his own conclusions. Uh, that book reminds me of another book by, and this is a different topic altogether, but it's somewhat anal analogical. Hansers von Balthasar's book, Dare We Hope That All Men Be Saved. Yeah. In that book, Father stops a little bit short of saying, look, hell is empty. But if you, if you follow the vector of the argument, you're going to arrive at universalism, that we can hope that even J Judas is, uh, yeah. is redeemed in the end. Um, so he's an expert at word salad. He makes it seem like it's for our own good. You know, and it's funny. He, he looks like something out of uh, Central Casting, like he's a Marvel supervillain, you know? He does. And of course, he's got this German accent. It's like you yeah. can't make this up. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and then you couple that with the English accent of Prince Charles, who is on video saying, that this is a golden opportunity. He calls it a golden opportunity. COVID, a golden opportunity yeah, the, the, to prepare people. They're all in on it. The royal yeah. family's and, in on and, it. And your prime minister up in uh, up in your your great homeland up there. My former. I, did you did I did I have my where's my American flag? See this little thing here. My Peruvian wife and I became U.S. citizens last week. We scored oh, perfect hey. perfect one hundreds on our civics test. So we're oh, we're all in. But yes, my former prime minister, um, whom I've nicknamed Baby Doc Halfbeard. Um, Trudeau, thank you. I'm here all night. Yeah, he's an open an open fan of the CCP, and is letting all manner of things happen. And he's it's he's scary uh, all, all chips in. Yeah. Canada is scary. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they've got quarantine facilities up there that they, they are forcing people to go into, I understand. Yeah, that's not parity either. There are COVID camps built, not unlike the FEMA camps here. There are COVID hotels, which, which uh, are de facto prisons. And now the uh, Ontario uh, Premier Ford gave police the power to uh, ask people for ID and challenge them on why they're out of home. So it's a full-on lockdown. So, Again, this is crazy. So, Patrick, you're doing some great stuff. I mean, uh, the, the conference and everything. But ultimately, what do we what do we need to do? I mean, I, I, we're we're trying uh, prayer campaigns because I think mm-hmm. you would agree that the first thing we need to do is pray, and and yeah. and we can't move out unless we move out under supernatural strength. So yes. there's that. But but what do you think? Where, where's this going? I mean, some people are even saying like it it, it might end up in a civil war, you know? Or uh, but and I, I don't I don't. You know, I don't. I could I've never agree with that, but, but I mean, it's it's got to it's got to hit a wall at some point. It, 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 mm-hmm. it it's got, and I believe too that um, if God is true to what He's been and He will be, is that it's going to come crashing down. But but do you do you have an idea of a, a, um, a sense of of where this is ultimately heading? Doug and I talked about this uh, off the air five years ago. I, it seemed like the the we were galloping toward the abyss. Now it feels like the abyss is galloping toward us. Right. Um, it's very hard to predict what's around the corner because things are so unpredictable. But if the past is any kind of predictor of the future, the big global picture is the inauguration of world communism. When you hear the phrase inclusive capitalism, as coined by Lady Forrester de Rothschild who, by the way, I have to add, as a Jesus Bible-loving Catholic, um, she names Pope Francis as, a, as an inspiration for this movement. It's really uh, global communism, the globalist um, enshrining of their 1% status imposed on everybody. Right. And the enemy to that are nationalists. And you can you can count President Trump as a, a counterbalance to that globalist movement, which is part of the reason why they were successfully uh, able to uh, take out the sitting president. Patrick, can you just briefly address a bit more about who she is? I mean, people hear the name Rothschilds and so forth, and you go back into you know the old conversation about built you know Biltmore's, Billerbergers, and so forth. Rothschilds yeah. are one of those big names. A little bit about the Rothschilds and who she is in today's time. Uh, Rothschilds are a um, historic family of bankers with deep European roots. Uh, Lady Lynn Forrester de Rothschilds, an American who married one of them. I forget his name. Um, but she's a very mellifluous speaker. She's uh, part of the Davos crowd. Um, the, the, I call them the one, the one percenters. The, the, in, in real quick, yes. Davos meaning? Davos is a town in Switzerland where the yeah. World Economic Forum meets every year right. to uh, plan your life and mine for the future right. uh, slowly. Uh, totally unelected, kind of like the Federal Reserve. No one put them into, into power, but they, yeah. they hold enormous sway over government decisions. Uh, like another Davos uh, card-carrying member, the noted virologist Bill Bill Gates, tongue-in-cheek there, um, who wants to dim the sun yeah. with uh, some yeah, di- sun-dimming powder, and he's now yeah. the largest landowner. Uh, we're talking about and more money than he can ever spend in, in uh, 50 generations. So it's it's weird. But, Father, you you put your finger on something, maybe the most important thing. I want to give a shout out to my friend, Ryan. Ryan came up with this metaphor uh, on the phone, very solid uh, convert. So I didn't make this up. One day, just impromptu on the phone, we were talking about w- what's happening and, and the, our legacy for our kids and so on. And he said, 
I feel like we're in the strongest riptide of our lives. Have you ever been any time at the beach, especially Southern California, riptides are a pretty frequent occurrence where you can't quite see it, but the, the pull of the, of the riptide out, it's a pool of water that collects and you can't fight it. And I started playing with this metaphor of being caught in a riptide. And the beach represents heaven. The beach is terra firma. It's, it's the deposit of faith. The riptide is the power of the devil. And you can't really fight the devil directly because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has done that. We're part of the cleanup, uh, the brigade that uh, finishes his completed work through our, our own participation in his, uh, his saving cross. I know you guys know all that, as does your audience. So you can't fight it. If you try to swim against the riptide, you will get exhausted and you will drown. On the other hand, if you do nothing, then you're going to drift out to sea. You're going to be halfway to, to Japan before you also conk out and sink. So the way out is to swim parallel to the beach. You're not ignoring the riptide. You're acknowledging it, but you're getting out of its flow without leaving heaven. And the first thing you have to do when you leave that riptide is get down on your knees. I, I bought my first kneeler. I have a Prédieu that I got from the, the great Norbertines out here. And that's how I start my day. As my spiritual father, Bishop Shane, used to say, it's impossible to lose your footing on your knees. So mm -hmm. prayer has got to be the first and last thing we do. Um, we're, we're dealing with a, a, a global level of deception so powerful that honestly, only a supernatural uh, liberation is going to come. Uh, That's why I think, it's, what, yeah. Well, I just think uh, I was listening to the, uh, the, the conferences today too. And, they, and uh, I think it was uh, Lynn who talked about a, a great awakening. I, you know, we've talked about that a lot, but I've been calling it a revival, but mm -hmm. I, honestly, I, I think, I, I can never, I always want to qualify. I never, can never predict what God's going to do. And I'm not a prophet and I'm not going to state what I believe the future is all about. But if, if I were to try to guess what God's doing right now is that um, he's forcing our hand and, and mm -hmm. in a sense that, um, you know, I think, I think we got complacent and in, this has happened in salvation history before too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, worse than that, uh, we paraded a, 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 a pagan idol in the middle of the epicenter of the church. I yep. mean, that came just as the virus did. Interestingly mm -hmm. enough, it's true. That, uh, yep. And but, but I, I think the idol that we all have been following is our own stuff, our own. You know, where where God became, you know, low on the totem pole. He's low on our priority list. He's there. And we got him, I say, we put him in a glass box, a little hammer underneath, and we say, in case of emergency, break glass, you know. Yeah. But, you know so we got him, or he's at a manageable distance, and we're managing God over here, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I, I feel like God's forcing our hand to, to, to get off of all that, that idolatry, whether it's a literal pagan idol or it's, you know, uh, needing to go golfing and fishing all the time. <laughs> I had to go into right. church. But right. we got to yeah. get God in here. Okay, we got to get God in here, and I, I've been I've been uh, just beating a drum about this. Is, is stop doing this? Stop putting him over a, a arm's length where you're managing him. Get him all the way in. Then, and, and this is what I say that that's actually you receive a, a, a Holy Spirit gift of fear of the Lord or, or, or wonder and reverence. Mm -hmm. You get in that moment where okay, I'm not going to manage you any longer. You're going to manage me now. When you get that watch what happens. 
try following the platform of the Democratic Party after you get there, okay? Yep. Try it. You cannot do it, right? Can't you, do can't, it. you can't sanction an eight-year-old boy to go off and mutilate his body because he all of a sudden wants to, which, you know, that's, that's what they're pushing, this kind of garbage. Uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, obviously abortion, um, when the science is in, I, I wish I had it up here right now. It's down in my other office, but um, I have a Life magazine uh, cover with a baby uh, in it, and it's uh, it's a preborn baby, but it's it it's a baby. You know, it's not it's not fetal tissue. Okay, yeah, that was in 1965, and the title there says the like something like the miracle of life in a mother's womb. The miracle of life, life, life in the mother's mm -hmm. womb. Yeah. Eight years later, a square is a circle, a square is a circle, a square is a circle. Yeah. It's not a baby, it's it's tissue. It's not a baby, it's tissue. It's not a baby, it's tissue. Yeah. You know, so where we've come right now and, and what we've been, the, and I keep using this phrase, the normalization of evil with, with the way in which they're manipulating the message and you know, we talk about this 1% and they're, they're pulling the strings, but how about all the useful idiots that are out there? You know, the yeah, guy driving yeah. in the car with the mask on all by himself. Yeah. You know, because, virtues, he, yeah. because, you yeah. know, because I want to comply. I want to be a, you know, it's, you said I'm doing, you know, reference. Yeah, I, I do. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> Herr Schwab. Um, yeah. And he thinks that he's being altruistic. He's doing this yeah. to, to help, to help other people. And that's um, uh, if I can, the weekend after hours, by providence, I couldn't have predicted this. Uh, Cardinal Ravasi's, uh, I call it the, the Pontifical Institute, the Pontifical Council for Pop Culture, this kind of vacuous, you know, uh, bubblegum kind of decastrated. I don't even know why it exists. They're having a, a, a health summit in which they've invited Moderna and Pfizer CEO, yeah. Chelsea Clinton, Chelsea. Deepak. Deepak Chopra, Tony Fauci, yeah. and the another noted virology uh, uh, specialist, Dr. Joe Perry of the uh, Aerosmith Medical Group. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, it's it's so uh, embarrassed for for Catholics who love Jesus Christ. This is barely swallowable. This kind of travesty, and um, this is why we're so blessed to have someone I think is one of God's prophets on the earth, and that is Archbishop Vigano, who is going to be talking about this. Um, open scandal. I mean, you, you're talking about the Democratic Party platform, Father. Right. If you had to sit down as a high school English assignment, what political platform could you construct that would line up at diametric opposite angles to the magistrate of the Catholic Church? I know that would be Exhibit A. Am I, I is that? Am I overplaying the card here? No, you're not. No, it's you're a, it's, a, it's an out and out betrayal. It's it's a, like if it's written in in uh, divine revelation, sacred scripture, sacred tradition. If it's written there, we're going to do the opposite. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. And yeah. the spiritual leaders, <laughs> I, you know, I always use the, the analogy of, of the 1930s, you know, um, history, there were, there were ones or twos, you know, and, and we have that of, yeah. of, of spiritual leaders that, that, that were courageous, but where are the rest? You know, where's yeah. the rest? No and we we're just talking yeah. about how oh, they, they, they're calling for a, like a moral vaccine now. Now they're calling the USCCB is calling for this, you know, a little too late, aren't you? Where were yeah. you a year ago, two years ago? 
Yeah, it, it is that it is that minority. It's that uh, I think the the phrase remnants a little overused. But yeah. if you look at the the German bishops who spoke up, it was very it was Bishop von Gallen. There was a couple of others. There was you had Dietrich von Hildebrand who was uh, he was shuttled out of uh, Germany because Hitler feared him. In England at the at the Anglican crisis under uh, Henry VIII, you had Thomas More and John Fisher. Everybody else caved. Yep. Well, to me, you can get all depressed, but to me, that gives me hope that you don't need this massive army. The United States was founded by a small minority of patriots, and they inspired a, a bigger chunk of patriots. And together, with by I believe divine providence, they took down the most mighty militia in the world, the uh, the British Empire. It doesn't mean we don't have to have 100%. We have to. Um, link arms with people. And sometimes we have to link arms with, with folks outside the faith. A lot of our Protestants, Absolutely. brothers and sisters, they are swinging for the fences. Absolutely. And uh, it reminds me of my uh, my mentor and friend, Peter Kraft has this great phrase. I don't know if you've heard this before. Feuding brothers reconcile when a maniac is at the door. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's lightning in a bottle right there. Man. Now there's another t-shirt, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you say that I said all these things. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Coffin's name on the bottom. Yeah. Well, wow. a couple, a couple of things. Number, number one, I got to say, Patrick, you know, Father, this is the sort of stuff, especially when you just give the, the rundown of the list that's going to be coming to this uh, pontifical pop conference thing. I like that. Yep. Um, this is the stuff. It, it, it's maddening. It's frustrating. But, uh, you know, what's it going to take to get us off of the backside, so to speak, in order for us to stand up and really speak out more about these sorts of things mm -hmm. on all of these different levels? When the bishops are calling for a moral vaccine, I want to hear the bishops call for a, hey, let's don't manipulate guilt, shame, force, vaccine, passport, garbage, uh, an entire people into some sort of slavery. This is what's happening. People are so afraid now. You know, it, it, I was out in, in D.C., as I mentioned earlier, you know, great people out there. And yet the conversations, the number of them who are still so lockstep with the fear. I put out a video recently on my YouTube channel, Propaganda Drip of Fear. That's what this is. It's like an IV in the arm and they're dripping it like crazy. And people are just allowing that IV to stick in their arm and it's getting into the system and they're just accepting this stuff. Now, when the church starts doing these sorts of things that are mm -hmm. so blatantly and, and egregiously in our face, wrong i i just i have to you know want to scream from the rooftops you know wake the hell up this is this is so far out of control now and it's only going to get worse as you mentioned um this um vera is her name the the uh, vera sharaf yeah mm -hmm. yeah what 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 an amazing person to have on god bless you for getting her on if you could again reiterate what she said and how she feels about yeah. what's happening compared to what the, she went through yeah vera sharaf is is Part of the reason why the oligarchs don't want to hear people like this, because the the Great Reset agenda, according to someone who lived under the boot of actual Nazis, not stupid Antifa rhetorical Nazis, actual Nazis, has a broad, you know, 50, 60 year sweep of, of personal experience. And she says, it's the same cabal running this show, except this might be worse because it's global in nature. And it doesn't seem to have the kind of um, uh, opposing force that is organized yet, which is what you're trying to do, which is what I'm trying to do, is slowly red. You have to be gentle when you're red pill people, you know, because they're, we're all sort of like this. We're addicted to our own opinions yeah. and we don't want to be found out wrong. 
Uh, so people have to come to their own conclusions. But but Vera's uh, her statements on the vaccine passport. It's basically uh, show me your papers all over again, and it's about collecting your data and tracking you. It's not about keeping you safe. Can you fill um, out what you mean by we have to be gentle when we're red pilling people? Because I want to ask this: yep. is that um, my good friend uh, Father James Altman mm -hmm. was not called out for the content of what he talked about, but the tone and manner in tone which and manner. And, um, and, and yet what, what he said, and this was over a 10 minute video that he did that, uh, mm -hmm. now has 1.4 million views, I think right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, because why? Because people were longing for the passion and the fire yeah. and, yes. and, uh, being very, very clear that this is very, very serious. Mm -hmm. and, and he was doing this in an environment where we were getting pamphlets that checked a box that, 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 that our, our superiors, you know, mm -hmm. covered the situation. Okay. And, and so he went outside the box of giving pamphlets to speaking passionately about the seriousness of the situation we're in right now. So mm -hmm. I say all that to want to understand what you just said. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I respect Father Jim immensely. He's a member of Coffin Nation. By the way, all your clergy listening, you can join Coffin Nation for free and uh, be part of the community. Um, when he gave his fiery sermons, and they went viral because they tapped into some uh, you know, deep need that people have not heard in a whole generation. That was being kind. It had, didn't have a lot of varnish on it, but he wasn't pointing fingers. He wasn't saying that he was God executing judgment on people's souls. He was showing the faithful where the line in the sand is. Exactly. Nothing is more kind than pointing people out, which exactly. is like, I don't know why the church doesn't exercise. Clarity. Clarity, right. Clarity before agreement. Don't agree. Leave yeah. if you want to. But Weaponizing ambiguity. ambiguity. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're drowning in it. Yeah. We're drowning in it. Uh, and I can guarantee you that, that Father Jim, as you, Father, I'm sure when you're, you're in the ambo and you're, you're on fire preaching, you're not going to have the same affect if you're in a tavern with someone or, or uh, in your office. You know, there's a, there's a, a mode of expression that's suitable to the, the context in which you're communicating. Sure. Uh, I think of the, the kindest person in history, uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, also turned tables over and used a whip on people. Yeah, and brood so of vipers. I was to go, right, brood right. of vipers, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's the both end. Yeah, know, I if agree. If that makes that. sense. I, I do, I do. Our Bishop Marlino always said, the truth with love. He always qualified yeah. the truth with love. Mm -hmm. And and this is a guy who was the Trump of Madison, Wisconsin. I mean, the local secular newspapers were just had a field day with them. And I think they sold a lot of newspapers because of it. Of because course. why? Because they took offense. How dare you speak the truth openly? How mm -hmm. dare you do that? And well, they, um, I mean, don't they, you think we yeah. don't you think we've twisted this though? Because a lot of people think the truth with love means nice. And nice doesn't offend. Nice doesn't upset or ruffle the feathers. But love does at times ruffle the feathers. Absolutely. I mean, Patrick, I always use a good dad as an example. Well, I was just going to mm -hmm. say, you, know, Patrick, they, you, you want you want that kid to be clear that uh, what you, I'm telling you right yeah. now, and see the tone I'm using. You know, I mean, yeah. that's the most loving thing you can do. Versus, well, we don't want to trigger the snowflake, and we got to give him a participation trophy right. because yeah. 
You know, yeah. I mean, if, if your child's about to run out in the street at four years old and get exactly. hit by a car, you pull them back. And normally you don't nicely coax them back. Exactly. You sometimes got to, it's sometimes like a defib paddle to the chest. You got to uh -huh. get out of the street, you know, exactly. and, it's, and you love them. You don't want them to get run over. That And that's what Bishop Marlino meant with by love too. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, he, meant, he meant don't do it out of vengeance, you know, you know right. or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Do it because you love them. Right? Surely they wrote him checks to thank him for their, subscription increases, I know right? it. they yeah. sold so many papers can but I, they, but they were training them they were training mm -hmm. the locals to hate him mm -hmm. okay and i wanted to say that phrase because yeah. um that's exactly what went on in the last four years people were trained okay circles of square circles of square circles of square hate hate yeah. hate 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 they were trained to hate this guy and, and yeah but I'll bet you, I'm not a demographer there, and I've never been to uh, beautiful Madison, but I'm willing to bet the farm that that created convergence to the faith. People oh, notice this Oh, my goodness. And vocations. Vocations, of course. Ooh, a young a man sees, oh, there's a shepherd I want to when, get behind. When he came in the diocese, there were five men studying. Mm -hmm. Only a few years later, we were averaging 33 men studying. And we yeah. were beating most very large dioceses as, as far as yeah. men studying. And, Proofs and, in the pudding. Religious life, um, people uh, coming to confession more and, and, and wanting the sacred mass. And, oh, yeah, yeah it, it was incredible the impact that he had. Yeah. Hey, hey Patrick, if, could mm -hmm. you for a moment speak a little bit about, about Mike Lindell's situation? Because I don't want to lose this before we run out of time. Yeah. This is, this well. is just by the time we record this, April 19th, It'll air on the 21st. Um, this, is, this is the day that it was announced that he is starting Frank's speech. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yes. Mike Lindell of MyPillow.com, uh, author of uh, the book, What Are the Odds? Which is, it is going to be made into a movie. It's an incredible. I mean, I hate the word page turner. It's such a cliche. It, this is a page turner. Uh, from CEO to crack, uh, from, excuse me, from crack addict to CEO. He yes. built MyPillow out of nothing. It is a magnificent thousands of employees. I have his token sheets right as we speak. Get the slippers, father. It's all I'm saying. Oh, I you're saw those. Yeah, I yeah. got my eye on them. And if you get my name, Patrick, gets you 66% off at MyPillow.com. <laughs> end, of, end of my ad. Yeah, Mike, Mike, um, is he, is he going to need any Bruce Willis lookalikes for the movie? Just curious. I, I don't even get that joke, Doug. What? 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 Come on. Uh, yeah, Mike got pounded, deplatformed, uh, shellacked, ritually shamed because he supported the president of the United States. He's an unabashed Christian. He's pro-life without apologies. And uh, they took down his um, – they just took him off at stores – uh, fell into that the the phenomenon that you were talking about, Father Richard, about uh, being trained to hate, just like lemmings. Uh, one big box store after another. We have to dump bad man. Bad yeah. man likes orange bad man. So it's yeah. just kind of a feeding frenzy. But Mike has the punch back twice as hard gene. Thanks be to God, and he launched his own uh, social media platform. It's called Frank. You can go to frankspeech.com. I'm already there at Patrick Coffin. You can follow there. It's a it's a an alternative to both Twitter. And YouTube, it's kind of a hybrid, and uh, he's sunk a lot of a lot a lot of millions of his own money to make this work and to make it secure and to make it free, uh, free speech friendly. So that's that's really Mike. Mike is uh, he's just he's got the amazing. American dream in his in his DNA. Yep, he's amazing. I, I just love it. So uh, did you say that very possibly this might be live today? And I say today because we're recording on Monday and this goes up on Wednesday. 
Um, so you said yeah, Frank's you speech, should, they, he has been the target of international hackers trying to right. uh, tinker with the works, which is, you know, children are going to be children, um, but I, it's expected. Uh, be patient with it. A everything that's built so quickly is going to have a little bit of bugs. But Mike does not believe that you should make the perfect the enemy of the good. So uh, go back from time to time, and it'll. there were millions of people watching today. So there's a lot of a lot of heat on this uh, platform and and i wish it well i'm, I'm happy to yeah, partner no, with he, him he ran like a for for at the time we record this right now it's still going on a 48 hour live event i know you were yeah. on it you got to speak on it and i remember earlier in the day as i was listening earlier today preparing for the show tonight he he was he was announcing he was near i think 50 million people who had already at least got on for a little while and watched this so it's yeah. spreading very quickly and like you said internationally the attacks he had at least in the in the time i was listening two or three times people would call in claiming to be this person or that and they had to cut him off because it was a, yeah. it was a it was a crank call but it was kind of some filthy stuff going on too you said some sickness mm -hmm. had even tried to hack in there yeah some some anarcho satanist types would uh, make themselves administrators and just you know, start spouting porn that kind of thing um Again, that's a sign, right? That's sign. the devil. The devil can only do two things: yeah. break things and make noise, yeah. and maybe confuse people. So uh, another. There's two things. Three, three years of priesthood. This is actually my uh, death and resurrection year. I'm third, my mm -hmm. third third anniversary. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's two things I noticed the devil hates most: is one is truth, and the other is reverence. Mm. And he will he will attack. And, and what he does is he uses weak people, you know, that may be psychologically, but certainly spiritually weak people. And oh my goodness. But yeah. see, right here, truth. I mean, you guys were just deciding, darn it, you know, we're, we're not going to uh, cave to the mob and uh, we're going to speak it right out in the open. And yeah. oh my gosh, the Satanists had to get going on that one. They had yeah. to. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. help themselves. Yeah, the yeah. devil always overplays his card. Can I give you one more craftism that I will take credit for saying it myself? Right. It's perfect because it goes to the title of uh, of our conference, uh, our summit, Truth Over Fear, but also what you both of you have been talking about. Peter Kraft is this terrific, uh, I have to say, Kraftian turn of speech, and it's from uh, from 1 John. And the, in the following sentence, the word love is spelled L-U-V, okay? All right. Perfect fear casts out love. That's right. Isn't that good? And if fear of the Lord right, yeah. pushes out the fake LUV love, which is a fraud. That's awesome. Another yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to keep putting Patrick's name on these t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> merch department, merch. Yeah. <laughs> Doug's got to get used to me because we've got a bunch of t-shirts. It's always because I use that expression. Another t-shirt, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, nice. send me a, he'll send me a message middle of the night sometimes. It seems like, exactly. Oh, what do you think, of what do you think about this idea? idea? <laughs> oh, a couple of high-profile um, presenters I didn't mention that your, yeah. your listeners might uh, want to know about at RestoreTheCulture.com. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm. Oh, I like him. Just has got the, the, the path of corruption between the clinical trials and when these products go to market. And this is the most rushed vaccine in history. And he's got a great message. Uh, I mentioned Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, who put hydroxychloroquine on the national map. One of the first physicians I ever saw speak out was way back in February, maybe early March. His name's Dr. Wolfgang Wodark from Germany. He speaks perfect English. He's got uh, fantastic and often hilarious uh, take on this, why you can see you're being lied to on a massive scale. Former Navy surgeon and current doctor, Dr. Lee Merritt, 
trial attorney Reiner Fulmich from Gottingen, Germany, who is launching an international coronavirus committee to have class action lawsuits this against ph pharma companies. Uh, Bishop Athanasius Schneider on remote and, and uh, proximate cooperation with dead baby body parts in some of these um, vaccines. Peggy Hall, a terrific California activist. Uh, Claire Deeks, an attorney and writer from New Zealand. Pioneering uh, psychiatrist, Dr. Peter Bregan. He and his wife, Ginger, have written, really written the book. It's called COVID-19 and the Global Predators. Uh, my gosh, uh, speakers from England. I mentioned J Dr. John Carpe. Uh, statistician William Briggs. I'll mention one more in addition to Judy Mikovits, who's the star of the documentary uh, Plandemic, and that's restaurateur Tony Roman. Tony runs a, an Italian restaurant. I got to do this. Tony Roman runs Tony an Italian Roman. restaurant over here. It's <laughs> called Basilico's Pasta e Vino. It's in Huntington Beach. And not only did he not obey any of the lockdowns given to us by Governor Gavin Newsom, he uh, allowed his restaurant to stay open for an extra hour when the 10 p.m. curfew was imposed, <laughs> which makes sense, right? Because the, the virus knows what time it is. Sure, knows when to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And here's the here's the the, the uh, cherry on top: you can't come into his restaurant if you're wearing a mask. <laughs> so Tony's giving a presentation on encouraging small well, businesses to fight day. fight tyranny. Yeah, and is a good Catholic Catholic man as well. Do, do you have is is Dr. Carrie Maday speaking as well? She is. Yes. On, uh, on nanotechnology in the so can you review again when and how people can get in what what, what review just uh, I don't think that's any of your concern no I mean of course <laughs> yes of course uh, yeah oh um, we're trying to help you Patrick Come yeah on. no I understand I'm I'm I've got to get it in my own on my own way uh, Senator State Senator from Minnesota is also speaking Scott ah, Jensen who's running Scott for Jensen. governor I think he's going to win become the governor of uh, of um, Minnesota. Oh, yes, it's, let, me, let me jump in real quick on that, Patrick, yep. if you don't mind. I remember when he came out, he was one of the first ones that spoke out on Laura Ingram, I think yep. was the show, and, and he's been on her show several times, I know. But he came mm -hmm. out over a year ago and said, look, CDC is telling us to recode the deaths differently. This this isn't normal. You know, yep. we're getting all these different, um, you know, protocol type changes. This isn't right. And then later, I remember it was the 4th of July weekend. I remember seeing mm -hmm. a video came out and he sounded very nervous and very upset and talked about how they had threatened to take his medical license away. He was, yeah. he was literally saying, I've not seen this in my 35 years as a doctor. Mm -hmm. He said, if this can happen to me, this can happen to anyone. Yep. He said, this is a very serious, we are not in a good place, I think is what he said. And that was back, that was last summer. That was, that was the 4th of July weekend. I mean, he's yeah. been outspoken from the very beginning on this. He, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear him speak on this. Yeah, yeah, he's terrific. So it's the last weekend of this month, Friday, April 30th. Saturday, May 1st, Sunday, May 2nd, restoretheculture.com. It's free to register. You can watch all the talks for free. If you want to uh, connect with the speakers through the live Q&A and get a bunch of other bennies, that's the uh, premium pass. You can find out all that inside, restoretheculture.com. And then, too, it will be recorded if you can't watch it at that particular time? or That's also part of the, the premium pass. You can download it forever. Yeah, and uh, and make it because accessible. Because Doug and I are at another conference. Yeah, we're both days. speaking at a Marion conference. Oh no, you're going to have to cancel that other event and come. To I mind. know. I'm, so sorry. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, we well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll work out a clericalism deal for you, Father. <laughs> what about me? I'm the layperson. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, um, Father and Doug, thanks for the invite. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Patrick. Patrick, great to have you on. Thanks for yeah, everything. Next time, you know, brother. put maybe, you know, Doug, I'm sort of embarrassed here. You look like an extra from a Save the Bell episode, and I'm, you know. <laughs>
Got to be Mr. Depper. My, my camo shirt. Come on. It goes with my battle-ready theme. I like it. As Father can tell you, you started this. All right. <laughs> Good. Should we, um, should we pray? You bet. Yep. And absolutely. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thanks, Patrick. This was great. Thanks for your priesthood. Thanks for leadership, Doug. Anytime. Thanks for everything you're doing. God bless.